guys, welcome to another episode of Break the Ice Podcast. I'm Julia, and today's episode is all about one album, Arrivals and Departures by Silverstein. I talked with one of my friends I met through Silverstein called Mike Miller. We originally were going to have another person in it. She unfortunately couldn't make it, but it's okay. Britt will be on the next episode, and it will be very fun. So, I know it took a while to upload the third episode. I am so sorry. I've been editing and super busy, but I'm back, and I have an awesome lineup of episodes coming up, and I hope you guys enjoy the ones that are coming up. If not, sorry. Uh, Tell me what I'm doing wrong, you know? You can get a hold of me. Um, So before we get started, here's the ways to get in in touch with me. our Facebook is Break the Ice Podcast. Twitter is at PodcastBTI. Our Instagram is Break the Ice Podcast. And email is Break the Ice Podcast 2016 at gmail.com. And we are on SoundCloud now. Look up Break the Ice Podcast. So I'm not going to waste your time with intros, super long intros. So here's my conversation with Mike on the album Arrivals and Departures by Silverstein. about it now like now I'm just like I don't kind of want to hear this anymore like I picked out my favorite songs out of it and was like this is all I want to listen to like there's not much of anything else I want to listen to in this album I feel you on that my my order keeps changing like every time I'd listen to it through I'd find a new favorite song so I'm kind of like up in the air on it but yeah I have them all written down next to me I took notes on like the ones that I really like for lyrics and stuff and then I wrote down some other things. What I found that was really funny, though, is I went on and I was reading reviews. There are so many funny, like, one-star reviews for this album. Oh, dude. Yeah, I, I like, asked around, which is a good way to start this, is, like, I started asking, like, I, I posted it on Facebook, and I thought that there was going to be a lot more negative, especially because, you know, Shane hates this album. A lot of people are like, no, we like it because of nostalgia and there's some great songs, but it's always like the same songs that are everyone's favorite. It's never a variety. I think that, well, I mean, everyone's picking the classic singles off the album, so maybe it's because they got the most attention. And I feel like, because I was the same way when I first listened to it, I didn't really listen to the album all the way through a couple times. I think it was just because when it came out, which was, what, 2007? It came out July 3rd, 2007 on Victory Records. I think that was just a weird time in my life. Like, there was a lot of things going on, bands-wise, in that uh, that time frame. And this album kind of departed from the typical Silverstein sound. Like, it was a little more rocky. And I know Shane even said that it was it was a little more of a rock album than it was their typical stuff. So That thing you said about the Canadian today when I was listening to it, I was like, oh, God, now I know what you're talking about. Seriously, the first song on their freaking... What word is it? What is the word? Because it's like one word that you can hear very well. I, I don't. I can't think about it. I mean, it's right at the beginning of that song too. Yeah, and and like I the, caught the it. First thing I noticed. I was like, oh my god, it's so true. <laughs> first chorus, he's like, <laughs> This is the first song, "Sound of the Sun." Mm-hmm. Just starting off, it's like 
right in your face. It's a good song. It's not my favorite, and I probably wouldn't put it on my playlist. The lyrics are great. Uh, I have nothing against the lyrics. I, in all of these songs, there's nothing on the lyrics that I hate except for one song that is just, but we'll get to it when we get to it. Yeah. But yeah, this wouldn't be like my top put on my playlist kind of song. Yeah, I feel you. This was like my uh, half, it was, it was the one I was in between on. I put it like in the middle of my list on this one because I think it was a great way to start off the album. But then again, I just, there was nothing special about it. And it didn't particularly feel like a Silver Street song. I don't think they should have started it off with this one. If anything, I think they should have started it off with Bodies and Words. True. I think I think Bodies and Words was too hard starting out. But I love it. Like, there's, I don't know, it, this might not be the right word for it, and I'd probably get some slack for it, but the chugging, like, that go, it goes into, oh my god, I love it. There, there's a lot of great instrumentals on this album that I really, really enjoy. I think it's a lot of the guitar parts, too, later on in the later songs. It's like, oh, I don't even know. I got a couple on here that I would just jam to those alone. I didn't really care about the lyrics at first. I was just like, I'm feeling this song. Yeah, just, like, if you got rid of the lyric in a lot of these, they would be worth just listening alone instrumentally because it's just, like, nice, upbeat, you know. Some of them I wish were a little bit faster. I won't lie about that. That's what I was saying. Yeah, I, I think... Some of them, uh, particularly like the song Vanity and Greed, it, it's like a four minute song or something like that. Like, if they sped it up, it would have been amazing to me. I really liked the song, but I was just like, it's too slow. Why is it so slow? And then they have some great fast songs on here, so that's that's good. And I know Shane always talks about how he used to only listen to like the double time. Oh, like, yeah, do more double time. I guess that's how I'm leaving that one. It's not particularly my favorite song. For Sound of the Sun. Uh, I think it, I think it's it's one of the poppier songs on the album, so I think that's why they started it with it, because the chorus is really simple. Uh, I don't know. I, it definitely is not the best song on the album, but then again, that's just my opinion. I know I've seen other people say that it's, it was one of their favorite songs, so I think it's all particular tastes. Yeah. The second song on the album is Bodies and Words, and this is probably my favorite. Yeah, yeah, this was my favorite. No, there's there's a couple other ones, but like, if I had to put this on a playlist, this would be on it. It, it is on my playlist. <laughs> it's just that, that intro, just, I love it. It, de like, it has definitely one of the best intros on the album, I can't, I can't lie on that. You can't. No, it's great. I almost want to imagine it a little bit faster, though. See, since we're talking about that, I feel since the instrument instrumentals are so great, and I know bands don't do this because they don't like to replay things, but I would just like to see what Shane would do with these, like the, actually the whole band, if they were going to replay these out, like these songs, like how he could change the lyrics now that he's moved on. Because I know when he's he was talking about how he wrote this album, it was after like a seven year breakup. So it's kind of mopey, but at the same time a happy place. But I feel like some of these guitar riffs and stuff would be perfect for some a little bit, I don't know, heavier and faster and just in your face. For a, yeah, for yeah, for a breakup song, it's really in your face. And it's not mopey, though. Like, because, you know, when I think of like a breakup song, I figure it'd be really sad almost like true romance on this album is like really sad 
and slow and I figured that to be more of like a breakup song but the song is more in your face like I'm over you kind of thing but then again I'm weird and well I, I can see what you're saying it's just like when I when I'm listening to the album all the way through it doesn't seem like he's over any of it at this point in the album well, I feel like this is kind of him getting it out because a lot of these beginning songs were like heavier and from what I like I personally don't believe this but a couple of the things I was reading online where everyone's saying that the latter half of this album kind of falls flat because all the beginning songs were the hard fast ones. I will agree to an extent. I will agree to an extent just because it, it almost does seem like it starts upwards to going fast and having a theme and then it just like dies down still has the theme but it's just slower and slower and slower and then falling down was like i don't know it was really random to end it with i know i know well i really like the first bonus track uh rainbow fall yeah i really like the guitar in that song like right at the beginning i really like that song yeah but then falling falling down is my bottom song <laughs> let's make it one thing clear this we're this is Arrivals and Departures with the extra songs on the end, um, the extra right. two songs. So instead of doing the 11 songs, we're doing all 13. So if you have the regular album, they, you probably have heard these before, but these are on the deluxe edition, I guess. So it's I'm glad that it's just on the deluxe edition because it's like one of the randomest songs on here. It totally came out of nowhere. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I don't know what to think about it. I don't either, but I, I also don't know the inside factors for when they put out albums and then re-release them with bonus tracks. I don't know how the you know uh, producers go about picking those songs or if the band picks the songs or even if the label picks the songs. That a lot of albums have these random bonus tracks that are really good bonus tracks, but they're just, they don't fit the of the whole album so maybe that's why they got cut and they just got thrown in because they were pretty good songs but they didn't want to like lose them yeah i agree but like i mean you don't technically lose them though like you could possibly put them on another album i just feel like if you do a deluxe it's like like for example this is how the wind shift has the deluxe right and so does there's another album i think i might be wrong I'm sick and I'm trying to recover, so I might be a little bit slow and I might get some things wrong. But isn't oh, that's all right. isn't this is how the wind shift that had the deluxe and it had the um, arrivals and departures like voice notes and like acoustics and stuff like that. Like, see, that's what I consider a deluxe album when it comes with like all these acoustics or like just like voice memo recordings of what was the song before it was all mastered and ready to go on the album but like adding a song that's already mastered as a deluxe almost like throws the game off because you can put those songs on another album right uh I, yeah this is how the wind shifts did have one i know that they had some uh the voice uh, notes and then they also had um uh well Shipwreck in the Sand did have bonus tracks, but they were covers. I know that. Because um, I remember they did a Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac cover that none of my friends liked, but I really liked it. 
so I was like the only kid rocking to that back in like 2009. Uh, but then um, it's Rescue that had another bunch. They had like the B sides and the acoustics and demos. I, I get what you're saying though, because these like I don't know. This was just two flimsy little tracks, and one of them is one of my favorite songs off the album. But it like falling down just it, it didn't suit the atmosphere of the album. So I, I think we could cut out like. I think we just jumped up, jumped around right now, but yeah, we just went to the end. But, yeah, we just yeah. ran to the end. But let's let's make one thing clear: "Falling Down" was probably the most random song, and we both probably dislike it a lot. Yes. Um, not saying it's a bad song. It's just no. It bet, I bet it had its moment when it was being written, but oh, of course, yeah, every song has its moments, you know. But like when it comes down to it. I think that song should have been tossed either to the side or put on a different album. But then again, they would have put this on any other album. I don't see it. Like, I try to put it into, like, the other albums that were released afterwards, and I'm just like, they it doesn't fit with any of them. No. It, it, it's, not a, it's not a particularly useful song to have in your repertoire, because I don't think they'll play that live. Um but, you know, it could it might not have been their choice to put that on there. It might have just been one of the other finished songs, and the label wanted to do bonus tracks. Yeah. So, I can't really fault them for it. They did put it out, and you know what? It's more content, so you get to hear a little bit more of them. So it's not yeah? So, it's not a, a loss. It's still, it's still good. <laughs> Alright, All right. so now we're going to go back to the beginning and go yeah, into... If you could see my into my soul, this song. <laughs> it's the jam, <laughs> for sure. I think I might be the worst person ever, cause I think that intro is so weird. I it's think a, it's, it's so weird. <laughs> for an intro. Um, I don't know why I find it so weird, but I just the the intro and the one two three four. I, I want to cut it out and just start from where he says four and then go. Like, I don't want to hear that intro or one, two, three, four. I just feel like that does not belong. But then, I, it, I mean, he wrote it. He knows why. Right. Which, by the um, way, this is the disclosure. I am not a writer or a recording artist or work in a studio. This is just an opinion. Like, if somebody's going to, like, come at me with pitchforks, I just want y'all to know that this is just an opinion. True. And... Feel free to hate on me um, as well because I have no. Oh, you know Potter. <laughs> oh, of course. If he's listening, fuck you, Brandon Potter. One, but then two, he's totally going to like rip into all of us. I'm not gonna say anything. I just hope he's nice to me. He's a he's a take him with a grain of salt. I mean, Ainer's gonna hate and Ainer's gonna hate, right? This is true. At this point, I'm an anchor because I can't play music. Um, I used to play piano, but I can't really play music. I can actually write, but I don't know um, how to put lyrics to music because whenever I'm doing it in my head, it ends up being like a Blink-182 song, which is like depressing because they're not lyrically the best writers, but it's just the tune I get because I don't know. I like that fast upbeat of like the earlier stuff. But anyway, yeah. this isn't a Blink-182 podcast, so I won't be a little fanboy here. <laughs> Back to the song, right, you could see into my soul. That intro and the one, two, three, four is weird. But other than that, I love the lyrics. I really like that chorus. I like how it's like alternating. How it, it's not exactly going over each other, but it's like really close. And I don't know. I 
I really feel like I wish I had seen Silverstein more when I was, uh, you know, younger per se, because I've seen them more now in the last like five years than I ever did. I think like the first time I actually went and got to see them was after um, Shipwreck in the Sand. So I really wish I could have seen them. Lucky you, okay? I didn't start going to shows until last year because I could start paying for them on my own and actually, like, the transportation and everything. So I missed out on a lot of good shows and actually seeing some of my favorite albums live. So I didn't go and I didn't see Silverstein till last year. What tour was it? It was, I don't remember the name of the tour, but it was the one with Memphis Mayfire and Prada. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I went, I traveled all the way to Philly to see that show. I can't even remember what I was doing, but I missed that tour, but I saw them play uh, Warped Tour last year. Yeah. Not last year. I got sick at Warped Tour, so I missed them. And I missed freaking Beartooth, but yeah, we're not we gonna can get... talk all day on Beartooth. That's a whole nother. Oh God, we could we could bring a Beartooth album on right now, and I would not say one hateful thing. My actual my boss is retiring on Friday, so I got this new guy, and he's totally cool. He just signed off for my days off in March, so I can go see the Census Fail tour and um, the Beartooth Under Oath and uh, Bring the Horizon. I'm so excited! I'm going to two of those. I am so excited. I'm happy I get to go to one. I was so happy that they added the Orlando date because when they first announced Yeah, that was the one that they announced afterwards. I was like, I was just hoping that they would announce something closer to me because, God, I really wanted it, but it didn't happen. But I'll be going to New York and Philly for Beartooth. Usually when I talk about that tour, I don't say anything about Under Earth or Bring Me. It's because I've I am a big fan of Beartooth. Like, if you want to make me happy, buy me Beartooth stuff. If anyone's listening. That's true. Hey, if anyone wants to just, like, call and talk to me about Beartooth, I will fangirl it up with you. Yeah, for real. I'm the same way. But I will take merch, too. True. Um, I always accept merch. It could be any merch. Um, I will accept any merch as long as it isn't neck deep or I prevail. publicize what I listen to next week because it's like random songs. You already it's did. Like the, it's, I mean, it's like this. But anyways. Know, uh, <laughs> yeah. Off the topic of next week because I'm not, I, they, they do what they do and they put on a good show. I won't say that their music's the greatest. They have a couple songs I like, but I mean, they, they actually have energy on stage, which is something I appreciate. There's a lot of bands I've noticed that like, they just don't even try. I can probably point out a couple other bands that have more energy than Neck Deep, though. Well, I mean, we can just say Beartooth, because if you... Yes! You oh my god. Live, you need to see them live, like... Oh, gosh, yeah. If you're not... If you have not seen Beartooth live, you're living under a rock. And I, I mean, even Silverstein, because every time I've seen Silverstein... Oh, they put on hell play, of a show. They, they get better each time, and they play different songs, so it's not like they're just getting better at the same songs, which is awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll always be a fanboy. I broke my wrist at a silver scene mosh pit. Not ashamed to say it. All right. So, but now that we're back on Silverstein, you know? If, if you could see into my soul, this song also has a music video, which is probably... I don't I, like this I music video. Their music videos like a play. I'm not going to lie. Wait, I want to rephrase that. I don't like that beginning. Them in the van, and then the girl, and just like... Oh gosh, I just, why couldn't they just start with the heist? Like, I just, 
I don't know. I love the ending, though, where the fake diamond is given to her and they run off with the real one, you know? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. This was still around the time when music videos were, like, popular. Uh, whereas now they're, people still make music videos. I mean, just talked about this on the Lee Tinger podcast, too. It's just, like, why? Why do they even do... Um, I think it was Arkell's. They were talking about that, but... um, It, it I mean, was. Like, I, I try and steer clear of the music videos. And that's just because... I mean, we can go back to Attack Attacks, uh, Stick Stick Clear. <laughs> Like, that is one of the most infamously <laughs> terrible music videos there is. I don't hate it, though. But I... I, I used to jam... Like, that was one of my favorite albums. I still jam to that shit. I still like, jam to Attack Attack. Like, my dream is for Attack Attack to have, like, a reunion tour, which is far from happening. Probably will never happen. But, like, right. let's be real. Hey, the Stick Stickly right video on. is pretty, pretty hilarious. Anyway. Yeah. No, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alright, we still have the third song. Let's just let's just go past. Yeah, we're done with that one. Uh, Worlds Apart. Because we'll go on tangents over that song. Yeah, that's a just watch the music video if you want to have a giggle. Yeah, that it's yeah. Alright, uh, Worlds Apart. It's in it's in my top five for this album. Um, I think it's just maybe lyrically I like it. But I will say that about this album. All the lyrics are great. Like every Silverstein song, every Silverstein album has great lyrics, no matter what, you know. And this album is far from it having shitty lyrics. It has all really good lyrics. I completely agree. Um, the thing is, is everything I was reading online. Like everybody hates on the lyrics. I don't see why the lyrics are very well written. This is just this one a one star review from 2005, July 5th. So you said it came out July 3rd, right? Yeah. Something like that. Okay. This uh, this is part of it. Um, I, I literally cannot believe that they made such an atrociously written album. I can't believe anyone from the band to the producers to the label thought this album was worth releasing. It's terrible. I can't believe how trite and cliche the lyrics are. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, oh, every single one. And then the, uh, the other ones I was reading were all comparing it to like a high school band in their first EP. Uh, this is their third album release, which is... It was hurting me to read these. Yeah. Usually the second album is usually the make or break is what people mostly say about a band. You know, because like that first album is what gets you out there. The second one's what defines you but if you screw up your third one this bad i mean this album isn't bad it isn't but like yeah, to the point where some people are saying you know that even shane like shane has said his fair share of words of, about this album it's like not even his top three uh, i mean i can see why though because of what i've read about um people working with um, mark trombino as a producer I guess it's really like supposed to be his way, and I, I mean, I could see how controlling that could be. But honestly, I don't know the guy, so I don't. I honestly don't know the inside other than what Shane said and what I've read about that guy online. I'm sure he's great at what he does. I mean, he produced two platinum albums that I know of, um, one by Blink One Eight Two, and who's the other one? Uh, I don't even remember the starting line. 
He also did one of my favorite Motion City albums, which is Commitments to Memory. So, like, I can't hate on the guy. Yeah, we can't hate on him too much. Like, I mean, we can only get in so much in-depth about this album and what we know because we weren't there when it was recorded and, and like, the process it, it went through. But if it comes down to the fact that they felt, you know... I don't know. I don't know what their situation was that they couldn't like be like, well, you know what? Maybe we should just find another producer or something. Maybe they just uh, wanted I mean, to get it out maybe, and get it over and done with. I don't maybe know. Maybe it was a label thing. Yeah, I can't. I can't honestly tell you. But uh, the fact is, is that I feel like the only reason this kind of um, sounded like a loose album, like it wasn't completely finished, was I just think the departure of the discovering the waterfront sound. That's what everyone was expecting. I mean, I, I just honestly, I can't remember the tour for this album. That's how little I cared when it came out. I, I feel bad for I remember it coming out. I, I actually do remember when it came out. I heard a couple songs and I was like, ah, it just didn't fit in my playlist. Like you were saying, that's not a playlist song. Like it didn't fit in any of my playlists. Yeah, time. it was just like, was okay, it came out, you know. It came out, you listened to it like twice, maybe three times, and then you kind of like left it somewhere. I'm sure I'm sure it got smushed in between some other great albums that I like. Yeah, I think that's how everybody looks at it. It's a mediocre Silverstein album, but it's not bad. Um, I don't, but then again, as they keep releasing albums, they get um, like progressively better, like completely in every way. I can't believe how well they sound now especially live oh yeah um, i do think that this album was what it was, you know it was like, exactly what it said to be honest it was an arrival it was a departure. departure yeah i it think was this was like where shane's screams got true. different too you yeah. know where like where the first two albums where his uh, screams were a little different to what they are now like his screams have gotten so much better and i feel like this whiny. yeah and I feel like this album was the album where he was finally figuring it out, maybe? I, I really liked um, how raw the scream sounded in uh, Shipwreck in a Sand, because that's my favorite album by them. And, and that's just the timing when it came out. I got a lot of great songs in there with a lot of good memories. It's We're all going to have our, our love, lovely album that we can't ever, you know, hate on at all. Um, but, I mean, as far as Worlds Apart go... That song is, it's it's a solid song lyrically, and it's, I just wish it was faster. <laughs> yeah, like but it, I mean, it faster. starts slow, and then it gets faster. I think they just should have kept it one tone, like, maybe should have kept it all fast or all slow. I also feel like the song was placed when they figured out the order for this album, I don't think it should have been the fourth song. I think it should have been towards the end because it's one of like the transition songs where it's like, oh, it's slow and now it's fast, it's slow, it's fast. And then ended it with this, like, I don't know. I just don't think it should have been the fourth right. song. I feel like uh, this this song, or this, well, this song, yeah, but the whole album in general was just kind of inconsistent. And I don't think that's a bad thing because I like some of the contrasting elements, but this was definitely not my favorite it's it's one of the best songs personally to me lyrically in the, in the album but it just it didn't fit where it was like you were saying it was just ugh. it's it it's 
it's just like the first song on this album. It wouldn't go on the playlist of mine. Right. right. For even now, I don't think I'd put it on a playlist. I'd probably skip it if it came up on my Spotify. Not because I don't like the band or I, I just don't want to. I don't think I'd want to listen to it as often. Like, I'm sure that every other blue moon, I might want to listen to it and be like, hey, yeah, this is a nice song, but it's not something I'd put on the playlist. All right. This, most of this album, I wouldn't put on a playlist. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, most of it. There's like. Maybe I think there's like three to four songs. Three, yeah, three to four songs I would. But then again, that's that's not bad statistically for albums in my opinion because I usually end up taking three to four, maybe five songs, unless if I really like. Unless you're Beartooth, where all your songs are great and you want to have yeah. a whole freaking playlist. Get completely added to my playlist, like Beartooth. Yeah, like that one playlist I sent you that has no shame, that it's just Beartooth yeah. attack attack. Well, <laughs> that, that's also because Beartooth's album um, is completely consistent. The tone doesn't change until the last song on each one. Yeah. Uh, so it's so not true. like there's fast, slow, fast, slow. Like a lot of these albums will end up having like, they'll have like their radio single on there. Like they're trying to get on the radio type thing. And it just doesn't fit with what they were normally doing. Whereas Beartooth is just like, I don't care. This is me. I'm Caleb. I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. Which we're not yeah, comparing this to, to Veritooth, guys. No. No, no. This is just an opinion. This is totally even before that could happen. But what's also funny about this album is it was uh, it was on uh, AP's like most anticipated albums of 2007. Oh, gosh. Yeah, because this it had been a while, I think, since uh, their previous album came out. So like this was like everyone was waiting on Silverstein. So I also think like the hype got too real. And I think that played into a big part on why it didn't do as well as it should have. Yeah, because this was released, what, in 2007? Yeah. Well, 2006, 18 Candles came out. But that really wasn't new stuff. No, that was just, like, 2005 they did Discovering the Waterfront. So, yeah, it's been, like, about a year. Two years. years. that's That's, like, the typical cycle, but... It just, I don't know, to change your sound like that so much, because they, they made this one like a rock album. Like, it's definitely the most rocky of their albums. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have, it doesn't have, like, the, as emo <laughs> of the screams, and it definitely doesn't have the, uh, like, once we get there, the slow songs weren't what I came to love about their slow songs previously. Mm. Okay. All right. So, now we're going to talk about My Disaster. The song is a disaster. (laughs) I didn't say it. Uh, I did not say it. That's not even, that's like one of the lowest, it was almost the lowest on mine. And I, I don't know. Everyone, everyone tells me they jam to this song, but I I can't. No, I don't like this song. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know what it is about this song that I just don't like it. There's some lyrics in there that I liked, um, but... Yeah, like I said, the lyrics in this album in general are fine. They're great. But when it comes down to this song, it's really weird. I don't know how to say, like, I, why I don't like it, other than the... It could just be the chorus. I don't know. It just didn't fit with me. 
I don't like that first verse, and then, yeah, that chorus is just, like, iffy. I don't know. I, I also think his voice was a little too, too monotone when it came into, like, yeah, it almost sounds like he's just standing in front of a microphone with his hands in his pockets, and that's it. <laughs> Over an eye, just like head down, yeah. Pretty much to get it done. So this that that's what I think about this song. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I would say I would say this song just it it is a disaster. I mean, it, it's the name gave it, the name is perfect yeah. for it. My disaster. Yeah. yeah, that is that is my album's disaster on here. Yeah, it is Once definitely. Not, I do not produce music, so, you know, you know, do it with respect. I don't care if you hate me. I think it's a disaster. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, if you think the song is great, uh, I mean, more power to you. I'm, I'm sure there's that one guy that's just like, that is my jam. How dare you? You are <laughs> the worst person. Watch it be Potter. Oh, I mean, he'll just do it to spite you. Oh, of course. That's, that just seems like Potter. And, you know, I've been refraining every time his name comes up from doing the Harry Potter references. I Yeah, that's what I was going to do. I was going to be like, I was going to just say his name is Harry Potter. But it is. It, he is Harry Potter. Oh, man. I just, I can't, I can't help it. But, I mean, we're, we're not going to sit here and hate on Potter for the, we, we can. We can, we can do a whole podcast on hating on Potter if you want. Like, we can start a show called Hating on Potter. I mean, I, I think he's hilarious, but I don't want to be in a, you know, competition against this guy. Because oh, no. No, no. Like Potter sits there and just, like, takes bubble baths while writing jokes. Like, that's just how I see him, and that's not a bad thing. Like, I, I think it, like it's his hobby. Oh, and, and, the, and the scarier part is he's good at it. I know. Yeah, you just got to take it. Like you said, you have to take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. I'm sure he doesn't mean it because if anyone's sitting there meeting that kind of stuff, they've got way too much time on their hands. Like they need to be a functioning, contributing member. I mean, his wife did leave in the video. Well, (laughs) what can we do? Right? Okay. Anyway, let's let's go on to, what is it, Still Dreaming? This one's my favorite because I think it's so cheesy. It's such a cheesy song. Oh, yeah. No, I wrote down some of the lyrics from this one that I just, like, I like them for their cheesiness. And anyone who talks to me knows that I use, like, the cheesiest, most cliche, um, like, romantic sayings. And it's just because I'm, like, one of those hopeless romantics, but I use it in such a sarcastic way. I love it. But the one he wrote, attach your lips to my soul, <laughs> eat this sorrow away. So uh, like cheesy. Just, it, yeah, it's like so cute. I feel like this is what I'd find if I opened up a third grader's binder. Yes, oh, yes. And it's like, it's such a cute song. Uh, and the video is, I like the video a lot. Um, if you haven't yeah. watched the video, it's basically Shane is getting ready before a show and he gets a phone call from his girlfriend. And it goes on like, they try to talk while he's on tour and you know he tries to make time to talk to her and stuff and then he loses his phone and it's just like this whole ongoing thing about her trying to get the phone to her so when she goes to see him he can give him his phone back if he lost his phone i would probably give it see when somebody loses their phone though i do check the phone to see if i can find a name or a number well i would call the first number that comes up Right, but some like my phone right now has a fingerprint reader. That's how crazy the phones are now. 
Yeah, mine does too. Which I, I'm sure his phone does too. Like everybody has an iPhone. Or how the hell are you supposed to return phones nowadays? I guess you charge it and wait until somebody calls it because that's also the most yeah. logical thing. Somebody will call it. But oh, or you could take it to the like if you could find out what um store yeah, like what store it came from like Sprint or something like that. You could probably be like, hey, I found this phone. That's true, but I feel like nowadays people just steal your phones because, like, somebody broke into my car. This is why I don't have an iPhone anymore. I used to, um, but I just moved back down here to Florida. In my driveway, someone broke into my car and stole my iPhone 4S just out of my car. In my driveway. I don't think anybody would try to steal my phone. First off, my phone's always on me or in, in a place where I know where it's at. And people know me pretty well. If you take my phone, you're not going to be alive the next day like you don't just take my stuff um, like that i i'm i don't i, I stealing is wrong are you one of those girls you, mm. you hide everything in your phone oh no you could go through my phone there's nothing for me to hide it's just i wouldn't steal your phone why would you steal mine if i worked really hard because first off iphones are expensive that's true like, oh my god they're so expensive. you're not paying my phone bill and I, I got a freaking verizon one yeah or, uh, yeah no i got my lg i got the new v20 because it has a nice camera I got it specifically so I can take nice pictures at shows now. Yeah, like, I have the iPhone 7. It's a great phone. But if you try to steal my phone just because you want one, first off, I have that thing where it will lock my phone and then it'll tell me where it is. Secondly, if I find out that you took my phone, you are not going to be alive because I don't like stealing. I think stealing is wrong. And I think everybody thinks stealing is wrong. And exactly so don't no i i'm i don't hide anything on my phone like my phone usually i don't have like right now i have no uh passcode on it because i just don't need it and usually i don't right. even put one unless like it's in my pocket um but yeah don't don't steal people's phones that's fucked up yeah especially if you're at shows guys like don't don't Oh yeah. Someone's phone just because you find it, because that that's a big place I've noticed that people just take things. Is that shows we're all there for the same reason to have fun. Like don't ruin someone's night and then basically their life because now they have to come up with more money. I've seen people lose their keys, their phones. There's like some people who are on the VIP thing and get signed stuff and then they get their stuff stolen. Like. Come on, that's just low. I was just at a show probably a week or so ago, maybe it was this weekend. And this girl almost lost her keys because she left them on the table, on this merch table. And like somebody kept asking whose keys were they? And I knew who they belonged to. So I was like, before anybody tries to steal these keys, yeah. I walked over to her. I was like, you just left your keys on the table. And she was relieved. Like she was already freaking out. I mean, it's so easy to misplace things there, and it, it, like one of the reasons I don't mosh anymore too is because shit would fall out of my pockets or break. And in yeah, your pockets, broken. Yeah, and I don't know. People, I just—it's it, sketchy to me because I've always been one of those people who, if I find something, I try and you know give it back. It's just common courtesy. Is to take something that's not yours because one, you don't need it that bad. Taking it from someone else who worked hard for it. I don't know. And, and like, especially like merch, like, I've seen people try and steal stuff from the bands from their merch table. Oh my god, I've seen that what happen the, many times. That you can't pay the $5 these guys need to eat 
I've seen that happen so many times. I was talking to Jeff, Jeff from My Enemies and I, and he, if you've never seen My Enemies and I, look up a picture of Jeff. Jeff usually has these really cool rings on his fingers, and they're like these rings that go all the way up. Like, it's not just a regular ring. It goes all the way up to the tip of the finger. And he yeah, was telling... Yeah, like those, uh, they like come off his finger, right? Like nails kind of thing? Almost, yeah. He does his nails, which is weird but you know girl problems is like i wish my nails were done as great as his but that's not it like his rings are really I I cool the contacts or put them in my eyes like they do For, yeah um the many times i have met them they have never taken them off only one time and then when i did see them without them i kind of straight up was just like guys i'm not trying to be mean but y'all look weird without your contacts because <laughs> i had gotten so used to seeing them with them yeah. And then afterwards, when they had finally taken them out, I was like, um, I guess I should wear some sunglasses because it's so weird now. <laughs> um, but yeah. It's true, though, because yeah, all of their interviews that I've seen, they're still wearing those. Yeah, it's very rare if they're not wearing them. And if they're not wearing them, they're wearing sunglasses, usually. Um, but back to the what Jeff, like he had, he told me he had a ring, and these rings are really expensive. And he said that this girl had asked to see it, and he is a really nice guy, so he takes it off and he gives it to her to see. And then he starts a conversation with someone else, and she immediately just like puts her hands in her pocket and starts walking away. And he's like, I know she has my ring in her hands. I stop her immediately. I was like, Hey, where's my ring? And she's like, Oh, I thought I could get away with it, or. Was it either, I thought I could get away with it, or I thought you were giving it to me. And he's like, I still can't believe people try to steal things like that. Yeah. It's like, he gave it to you to see it, and you're willing to walk away with his ring? What's wrong with people? Like, I just don't get it. I guess she's going to go put it in her shrine that she made from the hair that she collected off the floor of the venue in her closet, you know? I don't know. It's just weird to me. Yeah, no, it's just why odd. Why why I do that? Anyways, yeah, I think the song is cheesy. And, like, when you picked out the lyrics, I thought the, you're so angelic, you're so symphonic, your words are so symphonic. I thought yeah, that I was, was so that. cheesy. Yeah. Oh, my God. that it, See, now, I would like to hear this song if you stick, just, just so I could hear it. Uh, I would I laugh know, way too much. Play their acoustic songs. Like, the, just the way that Shane and them play the guitar while they're singing these acoustic. Like, that's why I love River Oaks. I just like the style that he plays. Um, I feel like this song would be great to hear it that way. Just a whole other thing. And I wish I could get, I wish they would do, a, like, if I won the lottery, I would just give them money so that they could record all of the songs I want acoustic. But unfortunately, I never win. So all of my dreams don't come true. Well, you just, I mean, keep, play, keep playing the lottery and, once that happens, let me know so I can, like, get a copy of that CD. Or if it goes live, I can come and you can paint for my ticket to go see that. Yeah, like, oh, man. I, we'll, have to, we'll have to see if we can convince them to let us vote for songs we want them to play live. Like, he yeah, won't I play Departures, play which makes me really yeah, mad. Yeah, but well, that's for we, another... We can, get it. we can get them really drunk first. Him and his wine. Yeah, Still Dreaming is... um is one of those songs that I definitely put on my playlist just because it's cheesy. Um, the next song, The Sand Will Turn, turn to, glass, to Glass, is my number one pick. It is. It sounds exactly what I like about Silverstein. 
it's it I don't know, it just sounds like a Silverstein song. That's what I like about it. It's the only song on this album that still sounds like the older Silverstein. This could have been on a com on their other albums and it could have rocked. This song uh, is probably also one of my favorites. It is lyrically and musically what I consider it to be Silverstein. <clears throat> exactly. Uh, I don't know. It, it's like the perfect tempo for me. It, it just suits. And for some reason, I just, maybe I have like a hero complex, but anytime they talk about like a hero and a hero, like a hero's tragedy, they have so like Silverstein, Shane writes so many songs with that. So maybe he has a hero complex, but those always resonate with me. Yeah. And this song has one, and it's like another hero dies, the devil lives, and um, I don't know. It just it clicked with me. I really like that song. I, it's my number one, and I, I have it on my playlist. I realized it's on one of my playlists already. I didn't know it was from Arrivals and Departures until I was re-listening to these. So that says something. It totally fits without this album. Excuse me. Yeah, I, I think this song was one of the best songs on this album, for sure. I, I, I just have to agree with you. Like, I really can't add more to that. That one was easier. That was one, of, like, if all the songs were as easy as that one, we would get this done easy breezy, but... Right, right. I can't, right. I can't even go on a tangent on that song, because that song is Silverstein. It is. It is... It could have been on any other album, and it could have been fine. We already did the, the one that he said that has, like, a flat note in the beginning, didn't we? It was still dreaming. Yeah. 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 Like the, right at the start. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to uh, bring that up, but we're already... I just remember him saying that, yeah, and I, I like, cracked up because I was like, it really does. <laughs> yeah, what, when you hear it after you hear him say that, you're like, oh... That's what that is. Yeah, because, well, usually I just take that stuff when I hear my songs, and I'm just like, it's part of the song. I'm not listening for a flaw in the song, I'm just listening to the song. But then when somebody points it out, I cannot hear it. I forever hear that at the start of that song. Yep. No. See what he did. Thanks, Shane. Yeah, Shane, you ruined, you, that's probably why it's so low on my list. So, that one's on you. <laughs> Next song is Here Today, Gone Tomorrow. I really like this song. Uh, I, it's one of the few on here that's like a real story in my eyes, um, the way that they wrote it. And it's about like losing somebody, I assume. I don't actually know if you wrote it for losing a loved one or if it's just losing love, but it, to me, I really like this song. Uh, for me, it's a 50-50 song. Like, I like it, but I also kind of don't. I don't know exactly why um because it starts off great but then when it gets into like all my life i've never felt so strong as when we were all together that what it's when it starts to slow down the song starts to slow down and i'm just like uh okay you know <laughs> yeah it's one of those inconsistent songs it's like a class you have to i guess you have to like that kind of thing i don't know um i think this one lyrically is why i liked it yeah, the lyrics are great. Again, lyrics are great. I just, 50-50 yeah. musically, I just like, uh, it's alright. I can't tell if it should have been faster or if it should have been slower. Yeah, that's the one thing I can't put my finger on, if it should have all just been all fast or all slow. I feel like it just should have been all fast, because slow, I, I think... think it would do well, yeah. Yeah, I, I think just slow, it would have just... I, 
The song would be quite a different song if it were an acoustic and slow. Well, I, the only reason I say that is because I like when certain songs are like that because um, I'll use an example. Ice Nine Kills, Jonathan. That song is totally <laughs> different acoustic than it is. I got to see that acoustic live on one of their VIPs. I really want to punch you in the face right now. <laughs> like, Thanks. Thanks, dude. Makes me feel good. Sorry. I just bought my VIP for for their uh, when they're going on tour with Chelsea Grin. It's like it's coffee with them, and I was like, oh, that would be great. Damn, that's like I'm so jealous because the only time I got to see them, I, I think this year was on uh, what tour? Or you barely get a meet and greet with anybody just because it's you know there's so much going on. <sighs> yeah, that's true. I think it also depends on what band yeah. because. I got a chance to see Garrett all three from the Color Morale three times on Warp Tour with a good amount of time because he just lets you have that time, which is really cool. Right. Like, that's yeah, the one yeah, thing that's really cool about Garrett. A genuine guy. Yeah, I always see him uh, with his fans, which is really cool. I just mean is like if you haven't seen the bands play, if you waste time, and it's not necessarily wasting time because it's your priorities. If you want to meet somebody, you're giving up time to see other bands play. Oh gosh, that's why. I go to multiple. Yeah. I I don't know. I just, I have to do it. Like, if I, there's so many bands playing, but there's so many stages. And certain, like, last, uh, no, 2015, they did the acoustic tent. So then I was, I was, like, waiting in the acoustic tent early because I got to see Shane play his acoustic in there. Got to see Transit play acoustic. I want to punch you in the face now. Yeah. It's just something we got to do, like. There's we just so need to take things. a day, you know, meet halfway, like take a bus or something, and just punch each other in the face, and then just be like, yeah, good talk, and then head yeah. back our ways. Well, well, we might get in trouble for doing that. Like, we'll just, we'll end up meeting at a show, and we'll go into the pit, and during the wall of death, we'll just, we'll charge at each other, and whoever comes out on top is the victor. I am so down. Like, that, that'll work, but I gotta, no, I gotta warn you, I'm 6'4", so... A huge target. Duck and cover? I don't know. I have to. I, usually, I'll strategize. <laughs> you can probably just hop on someone's back, to be honest. I'll have to jump on like three people just to yeah. win. Oh man! All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, besides, um, I'm. By the way, anyone listening, I do not support the abuse of women. I have to put that out there because everyone's all politically correct nowadays. I'm gonna get. Yeah, it's like, so much going on right now. And we have the devil as a president, so. Oh God, I don't even—I don't even want to get into that because that is a whole other podcast. Like we could get like everybody into that. My first That's paycheck went to, to debt. To so. I can't even afford records. <laughs> oh Lord, speaking of records, I just bought this record—the vinyl to Arrivals and Departures—off this um, group page. Yeah. I want to throw that out there. I bought it, and the guy was selling it. And not only was he selling Arrivals and Departures, he was selling a signed copy of it. And I thought he was going to run me dry. He only sold it for, like, 40 bucks. What a nice guy. Yeah. I was like, that is great. I'm just waiting for it to show up at my doorstep and be like, ah, a record. That's already almost signed. Like, one of them is missing. I think it's... Bill's signature is missing on it or something like that. I don't know. You always get it next time you go. Well, you don't really want to bring it to a show, but you never know. I'll just put it in my car. bring all your merch there, yeah. But anyways, back to this album. 
I'm gonna drag us down. Let me take and call you a carrier. I'm gonna need it more. That's the last verse on it. Yeah, it's a it's a very well written song. Again, too slow, too monotone. Could be a lot better. Yeah, Switch four and ten.
I love the lyrics. I love the way it starts. I like his tone in it. I felt like he was he was dragging on. Like oh, I don't I don't even know. It, it, oh my it's gosh! Lyrics, but I felt like I I don't know. He he reminded me of like he would be wearing a snow jacket, just like walking through the snow singing the song. I guess from I don't know the lyrics to me personally mean a lot. Uh, well, I, I do appreciate the lyrics when he says, uh, I may not always be perfect, but I'll always try. Like, it, it's definitely good lyrically. This song gets me emotionally, like, I will probably cry to the song. I would, like, this is a song I would avoid if I'm sad. Like, because if I, if I listen to this while I'm sad, God, all this bad memories that I have and, like, stuff that I've been through and the mistakes I've made, would right. all surface because this song is really tough when it comes to that because like it's like that last like the last verse it's like beautiful girl sleeps by herself half the bed cold she knows it's her fault she gave in and admitted defeat she'll be fine like that is so painful to even think about i don't know it's just i'm not i'm not a beautiful girl <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't like resonate with me but this well, the reason, the main reason I didn't like this song is because it's one of the songs that I wish it was actually with an acoustic guitar. Yeah, I, I think I would have done better without the drums, but I think it would have been way too sad, like way too sad. Like I think I would cry throughout the whole song if there was no drums in it. That's, when I hear a sad song, I want it to tear me apart inside. Like I don't, I don't even, I want to just bubble up and cry in my car while I'm driving somewhere. I will say this song has made me tear up a couple times. The the times that I've had to, like, when, when I told you guys, when we decided that this was the album we were going to do, which, by the way, we were going to have one more person do this with us, but she unfortunately could not make it. It's a box of cornflakes. I love Brit with all my heart, which I'm going to throw this out there. I made her fall in love with me by reciting Still Dreaming lyrics to her. All right? So things are getting oh serious God. between each other. Yeah. Yeah. I True love. I'll be I'll be the uh, ring bearer or the flower girl, depending. Oh, for sure. I have to talk the wedding plans with her, but I'm sure that she would love to have you involved. Okay, but um, it's gonna be two beers instead of rings, because you know we're all broke. Yeah. Oh God, beers would be so much better. But you say that just that that beautiful girl comment that you made. But there's this part where it says, "Husband can't bear to just lie to himself." Stock Martin falls and he loses it all. He sleeps alone for the third time this week. He becomes numb. He just wants this to be. So you can't really say it's just based off the no, pretty girl. I, I, to me, the song was about a girl like with very little self-respect, and the husband was just being a dick. That's the way I heard it, like in my head. So maybe I just took it the wrong way. But it I take, I, I do get that vibe off this song, but I think it's also the way you interpret it. Because for me, right. I, for personal reasons, like I've been in an abusive relationship before, and like when I hear this song it reminds me a lot of like that last few months that i was in it where it was just like we both could not stand each other and we both knew that it was either one of us has to walk away or somebody's gonna end up getting really hurt or even dead like it was to that point where we were both just like done this is this song comes to mind when i think about that i can understand how that would that would work then because i personally um haven't been in a relationship like a physically abusive relationship so mentally a little bit but i mean i've never i'm not one to go into confrontation so like maybe that for me is a whole different story um when i come to relating to lyrics because i don't have that 
then I'd probably be in love with it because I've liked every Silverstein acoustic song. I have not found one I don't like. Well, maybe we should ask him to do an acoustic version of this because, ah, it's Are such. Are you sure you want to cry? Like, if... I would cry so hard, but I would be so happy because it's part of my past. You know, it's not happening anymore. We all learn from what happens. You know, to me, it's just. A great Not my vote if, if, he, if he asks. I'll throw that up there. Next, next Q&A. I'm going yeah. to spam and hope it happens. I'm with you on that one. Down, down to down the, the last two. Yeah. Which are the weirdest ones. Because... I know. I'm, we kind of touched on them already, but let's get into them. Rain Will Fall. God, this song is. is so random. <laughs> it's so random, but I, it's my number two. It's Why? Listen to the beginning. Just listen to the beginning. I love the beginning, but I wouldn't have it be the it doesn't, extra. It doesn't sound like a silver suit song. It, it, but it sounds awesome to me. I don't know why. It's just... Da -na -na, da -da -da -na -na. Dun, 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 dun. I don't know. I just like it. it. It is quite an odd. It definitely did not belong <laughs> on this album. <laughs> oh, it did not at all. It came out of nowhere. But then again, it also brought me back in a way. Because after, like, when I would listen to it all the way through, it'd be like, now I'm super sad. And then this came on and I was like, I would be jamming. Yeah, that is so, yeah, that would be really odd. Like, could you imagine just crying over true romance and then all of a sudden this starts playing? I think some people would get either really mad or weirded out. I know, and, and what's funny is most of the places that I was looking on had different lyrics for the song every every place I went to. Because Google didn't even, Google the uh, Yeah, Google like, doesn't bring it up. I had to look for it, and I picked the first one that came up, which is AZ Lyric. Uh, which I never trust AZ Lyrics, I'll be honest. I, I don't either, because people will constantly change them. Yeah. I'm going to go with that, because... This uh, this song had um, so many lyrics in it that I really liked, and one of them is, you can only lie to yourself for so long until it becomes true. Well, lyrically, it's a great song. Uh, I'm not going to yeah. say it's not. And it's and the beat is great. Maybe a little bit faster. Maybe. And not at the end like that. Yeah, not right, like... Not right after such after, a sad song. If they would have put this after falling down, I would have accepted the order. But this, this just—I don't know. I, I just like that beginning. That I can't get it out of my head after I heard the song. I would just be like humming that to myself, and I'd be like, "Man, they did it! Like, how did they do that for me?" None of the other songs stuck in my head, but this song stuck in my head. So maybe I do fine. like that last verse. Uh, where he's singing and then there's the screaming in the background. I, I really dig. Yeah, I wish I would. I could not make it hurt so bad. Our fears will call and make us run away. I love, 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 love that. It's just such a. I don't know. I love this song, and I, I just I can't say something negative about it. But like you said, it could be a little faster. But I I would only put like maybe a little bit in the middle, like speed it up, because I like the pace of the beginning, like that opening leash some like nice drums afterwards and like speed it up and then go back to it because they like to do that pacing in this where they were like really fast slow fast slow and like all of their songs now that we think now that i think about it you know a lot of the songs are fast slow fast slow a lot like arrivals and departures like the train on the on the cover you know trains come and go it's true so that's what i'm saying like the song kind of was an arrival from, yeah you know, it should have Definitely been in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, but this is the deluxe version. It's not on the regular CD. Some people haven't even heard this song. But then again, we're just Silverstein geeks, and we need True. everything that they come out with. 
Alright, we have one more song. Oh, yeah, yeah, One yeah. more um, song and then we're done. Do we, do we really need to talk about this song, though? No, because we talked to... I mean, yes, kind of. Okay. Briefly. Falling down. <laughs> briefly, only because we talked about it in depth right in the beginning of this right. album. When we, were talk, when we were talking about the first few songs. song, if you listen to the lyrics, it's about somebody dropping this record because of how shitty the song was. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. I'm honestly like, yeah, why did this song have to be on this album? Like, I don't. <sighs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that was the best. Oh my god. That was so mean. I feel bad for saying that. Like, if Shane ever hears this, he's never going to talk to me again. <laughs> I don't think he listens to my podcast at all. Um, I think he just heard the first episode because he was on it. But I, I mean, I. I don't know. I don't check who's listening. What do you think is your favorite song off of the whole album? It's definitely The Sand Will Turn to Glass. 100%. Least favorite? Uh, falling Down. Just, just My least favorite is probably Falling Down. My favorite? This is where it gets difficult because there's three of my, three of these that I really like. But if I really like, it depends on my mood. But right now, I'm gonna just say Bodies and Words, my favorite yeah. one. Well, that's what I was saying. My top kept changing every time I listened to it through. Yeah, because it, it like the three that I was thinking is Body and Words, The Sand Will Turn to Glass, and True Romance. Because I'm hopeless when it comes to that song. I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't do True Romance. Hey, mine was the The Sand Will Turn to Glass. I think my my runner up was. Uh, like I said, rain will fall just because I like that beginning. I could just listen to that beginning forever. I don't it's like for me, bodies and words. That. that beginning is my favorite part. That chugging with the, ugh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Those are we all have different tastes in it, but I mean, everyone can agree. Beartooth is amazing. Fuck you if you say different. Yes. <laughs> Please do not ask me to pick between the two because I will not know what to say. Uh, Silvertooth. That's all yeah, that's all I'd say. Silvertooth. So yeah, we just destroyed this album. I don't I think we just... Dis- it destroyed... It was its own disaster. Yeah, my disaster is what this album is. Yeah, it is definitely an arrival and a departure. It's I not a bad album. album. I'm probably never listening to it again. <laughs> I don't think I'll listen to the whole album together again. Maybe one day, like just like when I pop the vinyl into my record player, player just because I had fun, I'll do it. I'll listen to start to the whole thing, but for sure there's like the few songs, like four or five songs that I'm gonna probably pull out of this and put them on. If they're not already on my playlist, put them on my playlist. Yeah, uh, I'm probably gonna take a couple of these and just throw them on there just because. Well, like I said, the sand will turn to glass is already on one by accident. Didn't even realize. But I this is not my it. favorite Silverstein album. No, by far no. Like by I said, shipwreck in the sand is my hands down. Well, actually, the the, the uh, what is it? Uh, the wind shifts, the new one. This is how the wind shifts. This is how the wind shifts, because that is the that is the tour I broke my wrist at in 2013. So yeah, I would say that's a, that's a second, that's a close runner up. But then again, this new 2017 album that they keep promising. Oh gosh. Might be my new favorite. Ghost, 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 ghost. Ghost has so much promise. That that song is badass. It's the best single they've ever released, in my opinion. It is. Amazing. I, I could hear that on, like, yeah, like they said, they're playing that on Canadian radios right now. Like, that is a, that is a song. Why are we not playing this in the U.S. radios, man? I would listen to the radio more often. Well, because the U.S. is all about uh, the, the Justin Bieber's. Oh, no, I don't want to know. Now, like, I don't know. It, it's offensive. 
I can't even handle that type of music. But yeah, I'm with you. If you guys want to email me and tell me how horrible I did and how awesome Mike did, thank you for being on the podcast, Mike. Of course, anytime. Uh, but, oh, yeah, we, I didn't even introduce myself. My name's Michael Miller. <laughs> yeah, at the end, you know. Yeah, um, but if you've made it this far, it's nice to meet you guys. <laughs> for real, if, if anybody's listening at this point, Potter is, I, uh, for I'll sure. No, myself. but you know what? Oh. My life is yeah. on a promise that Potter will listen to the last second just to roast me. I'm sure. I'm sure Potter is one of those people who will actually listen to like this full two-hour unedited conversation just to hate on us. Oh, for sure. We'll hear about it. He'll do that happily. Like he will. He will sit there and that that'll make his whole day. But the email is breaktheicepodcast2016 at gmail.com. If you guys want to put your opinions about this album, if you want to tell me how crappy it was, how great it was, if you have a different opinion, please feel free to email me. If you have any ideas for the podcast, if you'd like to be on the podcast, go ahead and email me. My name is Julia, and Mike, I will let you pick the song that this will end with, and I'm pretty sure I know which one, but go ahead and say yeah, it. Yeah, if we're, if we're doing this, they need they need to listen to uh, the sample turn for glass. Awesome. Thanks for listening, guys. So this is my conversation with Mike. Now, I know this was a really long episode, but trust me, I didn't want to cut out a lot of the things because they made sense. Did cut out a lot of the tangents because every time we talk, we have something new to say every time. Um, Another thing I wanted to bring up is, I know I mentioned somebody named Brendan Potter a lot. So does Mike. He is from a Facebook group that we're a part of called uh, All Access Club for Lead Singer Syndrome Podcast. Now, if you know that Shane was on my first episode, um, he has his own podcast. It's called Lead Singer Syndrome. And so he made an All Access Club and, you know, we all ended up meeting through there. So uh, if you like my podcast or if by any chance you're coming from there, that's, I guess, that makes sense to you. Um, we also talk about Beartooth. We are huge Beartooth fans, and I do not lie. If you want to give me Beartooth stuff, by all means do it. If you want to give me tickets, if you want to give me albums, anything, I'll take it. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you so much for listening to the third episode. I know it took a while to get out, but I promise you the next four episodes that are coming up, you guys are going to enjoy. I have some crazy interviews lined up, another discussion on songs with Mike and Britt, Uh, coming up and please 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 share this with your friends your mom your dad your sister your dog I don't care just share it I totally appreciate the feedback Um, and yeah 
Uh, I don't know what else to say, so I hope you guys have a fantastic Friday, because I just finished this up, and I've recorded this outro like three times, so I'm just gonna, I'm just fucking with it now, so yeah, thanks guys, keep in touch.